Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Tech Doctor Podcast. This is an exciting one for us because it's one of the Apple events. This one was called the Spring Loaded Event. Reminds me of a slinky toy. You all remember those? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Allison, I'm glad you're here. How are you today? I'm doing well. I'm always happy when it's an Apple day. Oh, yeah. Apple days are fun. David, uh, a little after 4 a.m. in Australia, you uh, still awake or are you sound asleep right now? No, no, I'm definitely I'm, I'm wide awake. I've had my second cup of coffee in the morning and I'm, I'm feeling quietly optimistic today. Fantastic. We've got an optimistic Woodbridge. What more could we want? <laughs> doesn't happen very often. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So this was a another virtual Apple event. We're just going to run through what was announced and make our comments about each thing. It was really, really cool. The level of audio description that they had for this thing. Were you all both able to access the audio description? Yeah, it just keeps getting better. Like even before the event, it was just looping the logo, um, the animated logo that was uh, that was playing. Yeah, I learned things about what the Apple logo looks like that I never had any idea about. I didn't know there was a leaf. Now I know there's a leaf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, although I must admit, with all those lines going in and out and that sort of stuff, I almost started thinking at one stage, can you just stop? Can you just say there's a continuous line on the screen? Because after a while, I just found it a little bit overwhelming. But I just thought, you know what? At the end of the day, that's pretty fantastic. There is describing everything happening on the screen. Yeah, yeah, it, it is cool. So Tim started by telling us that, that Apple's going to be completely carbon neutral by 2030, which we've heard before. And we, um, you know, he, they, they've also started an initiative with, it looked, sounded like a couple of the banks to actually start reducing uh, carbon uh, something to the air, on the order of 100 tons a year. I don't know enough about carbon reduction to know if that's how, how significant that is, but it sounded interesting anyway. I was surprised to hear that. Yeah, it was, it was like everything Apple does. It was different and innovative, so I was interested to hear that. Yeah, I think what they were also talking about, the fact that their supply chain, they're trying to make the whole supply chain as carbon neutral as possible. So reducing the amount of, you know, I think I think they actually did mention the word, I think this mentioned something like a million tonnes of carbon going into the atmosphere that they're going to be reducing. So that's always important. And I mean, I, I know they keep banging on about the environmental stuff all the time, but it, it really does make a huge impact. So I just, I, I think it's always nice in some ways that they always bring that up at the beginning, that they are trying their best to do it. And the fact that they've now extended that whole process to their supply chain, I think it's also really important as well. Agreed. Tim then talked about Apple Card, and it's interesting. They are addressing something that uh, I know I've heard a lot of people talk about, sort of the unfair way credit uh, scores are determined, and they're, they're going to make uh, Apple Card somehow available to uh, spouses and you can merge your credit line somehow. I don't know how that's going to work exactly yet. And it's also going to be available uh, to families. Um, I cringe to think how what might happen if some kid gets hold of 
my Apple card. But anyway, uh, uh, it, it sounds like they're, they're doing something pretty cool to make more people eligible for the Apple card. So I'm, I'm glad about that. Yeah, I know when, when TJ and I each got our Apple cards, we weren't married yet. So we didn't get any kind of joint card or anything. And I, and I don't know at this point if we'll combine our lines or not because we have similar credit but for people who don't have similar credit i mean it's it's going to be a game changer yeah it's going to be important for some people one of the one of the things that i liked in there too that the fact that i mean number one it's still not available in australia yet so that's a bit of a whinge 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 point for me but yeah but i wish it would be that's a shame yeah i know but the second point to me which is i feel it's quite important i don't think i misinterpreted this but you could set a card limit for children to access the credit card so you know, when my son goes out to see his friends at the local shopping centre, you know, mall type place, when they're going for lunch and having a walk around and a chit chat, what teenagers do, I just give him my quote credit card because I know he's a very trustworthy young man. But I just thought, you know, it'd be nice to know at the end of the day, and he would never do this, the fact that I know that, you know, at worst, he's going to spend a maximum of $100. He's not going to go, oh, look at this. I need a new trombone. I just yeah. think I'll just buy that for two and a half hours. <laughs> um, so, yeah, but look, it's, it, I, I, think I like that credit limit bit and the fact that you can – I mean, it was funny when they said sharing the same card because my wife and I, depending on what we're doing and whose wallet's available, we just use each other's cards anyway. So yeah. You know, I, in some ways, we share each other's card anyway. It's just, I guess, what they were talking about, that, you know, the, the physical card or the account. But I just thought, you know what, I think most people do that anyway. Yeah, I guess it doesn't, you know, really make any difference. Obviously, if I buy something, uh, Vicky knows about it. But, you know, I like having my own account and my own card. I, I ain't going to share it with anybody. I'm a selfish guy. <laughs> <laughs> So the next thing we moved on to w- was something that I think is is a was a little bit surprising. I heard a rumor or two, but just recently, about Apple Podcast, and um, you know, Apple is certainly the the most popular place to. Uh, list your podcast if you have one. Almost everyone searches, uh, you know, all the podcasting clients search the Apple directory for podcasts. But but they they have redone the podcast app. Um, it's now going to have channels to let you. I don't know what the channel channel is going to work. Are we going to have a Tech Doctor channel? That would be pretty cool if we did, I guess. Um, but they they reorganized the, the podcasting app. Um, and they're also though, which I think is a bit more, at least, uh, controversial for me, uh, they're starting some sort of podcast subscription service where you can subscribe for a fee to various podcasts and maybe get bonus episodes or, uh, you know, if, if, if we do one, maybe Allison will actually sing for us. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to. So I can speak to this part of it a little bit because I'm a little bit familiar with premium podcasts. A lot of times creators are looking to try to monetize what they are creating because for a lot of folks, they are trying to make it their full-time job. So they are either doing something through Patreon or a podcasting platform like Stitcher where they will charge for either extra content, like an extra feed that's password protected, or 
um, just premium content that's only available to subscribers. So I'm actually really excited about this. I'm hoping that creators will adopt this subscription model through Apple Podcasts because I could see it being a nice central way of getting that extra content without having to do it in like six different ways. Maybe we'll even look at it. Who knows, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I, I quite like it as well because I just think like when you see all the, the clubhouse stuff recently and people doing all these podcasts and everything, and at the end of the day, somewhere in the universe, something has to pay for that particular podcast or information mm-hmm. or whatever else. And I just think sometimes, you know, it's, it's okay to, it's okay to ask people for quote money that, you know, I spend my time, my energy, whatever else, my experience, my expertise and doing, you know, podcasts. And absolutely, you know, if I had more time on my hands, I mean, I'd love to do a specific podcast series on, you know, maybe just completely straight Apple, absolutely nothing else, you know, starter tutorials or demonstrations of particular features of all the Apple product line. And I think for that sort of stuff, I think, well, because I'm going to do a lot more work on it, that'd be the type of stuff I'd actually do a subscription for. So, and and knowing Apple, I don't think it would be that very hard to set up for that subscription stuff. I know on Podbean, I, I can do it if I want to, but I just thought, you know, most people seem to have got Apple type products anyway. So, you know, me, maybe in a couple of years time, I might even be thinking about doing a, a subscription service. So I thought, you know, after 10 years of one of my podcast feeds, it's like, well, maybe this time about another year or two to do a subscription service. So thanks, Apple. You've just made me a bit more motivated. <laughs> well, after I retire next year, maybe you and I'll talk about joining forces on something like that. Oh, absolutely. We can we can sit back on our on our um, our transatlantic yacht and do podcasts. <laughs> and, and we can have Allison to 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 make sure we tell the truth. That's right. she can, she can, <laughs> I'll keep you guys just, honest. <laughs> drop in via her Learjet and pop in and then pop yeah. Away again. Yeah, yeah, that would be great. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I I am okay with it. You know, I guess uh, you all are convincing me that it's certainly a a good way to move forward. Maybe I've always, you know, loved the fact that that uh, people so freely offer information on podcasts and that I don't have to pay for it. And, you know, I don't know, maybe times are changing um, I know one thing that, that everything almost seems like is going to some sort of subscription model. Yeah. And whether I like it or not, you know, I can be a whiny old man, but that ain't going to change how it's th- the way it's moving. So, okay. I have to say, I'm excited to check out the new Apple podcast app. Cause as much as I enjoy overcast, it's a great app. And Marco has been wonderful about always making sure it's accessible. I would like the ability to just kind of like yell at Siri to play the latest episode of this or that, that I'm subscribed to through Apple podcasts and then have the app be nice and user-friendly. It is already, but it's not quite the same as overcast. I'm quite interested in the, the content creation and how those channels are going to work. Cause I think it feeds you into other podcasts that might be by the same creator. So a lot of some of the true crime stuff I listen to, they have a billion different podcasts and I find discoverability on overcast to be a little bit challenging, but um, Apple podcast, the new app might 
solve that. Yeah, it's going to be worth taking a look at for sure. And and I, I know we can we can count on it being fully accessible. Oh yes. So it'll be worth taking a look at. You know, not not to go down this road too far because I, I want to move on. But but I fairly recently kind of switched from Overcast to Castro, and I've really been enjoying Castro. I've heard good things about Castro. Yeah, it, we can talk about Castro sometime if people yeah. care to have a little more information about it. It is interesting how it is. It's very different in the way that it organizes your podcast from Overcast, mm-hmm. but it is interesting. All right. So next, we now discovered we have a purple iPhone going on sale. I'm hoping you're going to get a couple of those, David. I think you. I think a purple iPhone would be a perfect thing for you. Well, that's actually my wife's favorite color, purple. Um, oh. But unfortunately, I think it was only for the, by the sounds of it, it sounded like it was only for the the 12 and the 12 mini. I thought they said not the 12 Pro range. So. Um, I don't know if I misheard that, but I just thought it's Ellen's turn to get a new phone this year anyway, so the 13 when it comes out. So if a purple's available then, I'm sure she'll love to get a purple because, yeah, her purple, like I said, a purple's her favourite colour. So my, my ears pricked up because when they started mentioning the word purple, I went, uh-oh. It's just Uh-oh. like a new already or from last year because now I can just I can just put her off and say, look, you know, you've only got another maybe six months to wait. And you can get a purple iPhone 13. So well, I think she can get it actually in an iPhone 12 if she wants. Yeah, no. Well, that would be true, but then she won't be getting a 13 in it. So if she gets a 12 now, she, she won't be getting a 13. So <laughs> All right. I get a 14 next year. She gets a 13 this year. Fair enough. It's almost, you know, in the, in the next few months, it's going to be iPhone 13 time anyway. So now we move on to Find My, where it, it discusses a little bit about end-to-end encryption, which is a good thing because they are finally releasing AirTags. And we've been hearing about AirTags forever. But these are little tags that will go on your uh, keys or suitcase or whatever you need a tag on to help you locate it when you lose it. Uh, and it looks like it's going to be very nicely integrated um, into the Find My uh, app. And uh, looks like it's going to work really well with some pretty sophisticated features to help you use your iPhone 12 to locate precisely where that thing is if your keys are down in the couch cushions it's going to be able to tell you pretty much where it is within those cushions you guys uh care about air tags or what do you think about them i might pick up a couple i might put one on the dog you know (laughs) (laughs) sometimes he falls asleep and then we call him and there's just nothing so we have to check all of the various rooms and furnitures and so be nice just just uh push a button and you know have the dual purpose of finding him and probably also waking the poor thing up when the thing beeps. <laughs> what what I what I liked about it was the fact with the U1 chip, it's going to use visual audio and haptic feedback with the accelerometer and all that sort of cool stuff in the iPhone to tell you when you're getting closer and closer to where your AirTag's currently sitting on whatever it is, your, your wallet, your keys and that sort of stuff. So I've been a toll user now for Geez, must be about three or four or five years now. And I just thought I've been waiting for the air tags to come out. Because I know that <clears throat> I believe it's the Samsung tab, I think it's called, or the, they do the similar thing with the sort of the U1 type experience about being able to sort of zero in on, on where your tag is. 
Um, but I like the fact that I think they said they were going to be $20 US per tag. Yeah, 29 29 oh, 29 Yeah. And you bought one. So it's going to be a. So had a, you could buy it as like a. Uh, was it a, a, a luggage tag and that sort of stuff that I'm assuming that would have the the air tag inside it or have a little slot for it. So I thought I'm probably going to buy I'll, I'll probably buy a four to begin with because I've got I've got tiles currently in my keys, my wallet, my computer bag, and other stuff. So I thought that's going to be my name because I've been waiting. Although I must admit, air tags were starting to feel like the what was it the um, the air power the air power air power yeah. The, the, the three in one wireless charger. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so I just thought, oh, it's here now. I love my air tanks. I want them now. So, yes, I'll, I'll be definitely ordering some. Sounds like they're quite sophisticated. So, it's going to be fun to, to, to play with them and see, see how they actually work. And, and I'm pretty happy with the price. I think that's a reasonable price. Well, considering that the, particularly here in Australia, I mean, considering that tiles are fairly expensive and they're not cheap. It's, I think it's quite competitive. The only thing I don't like about, uh, the only thing I don't like about the Find My process though is I, I can't stand that tone it plays because it's such a high frequency. Unless you're paying very close attention, I just wish you could change the sound it produces to something else, whether it's a, you know, a, a, a tingle sound or, or something, rather than, because yeah. I know when I do a Find My, my Apple Watch, I've got to listen so carefully to the, sound uh, or even when I'm trying to project, track down my iPhone with ping from the Apple Watch sometimes it's depending on what else is going on in the house it's so hard to hear it so I just wish yeah. it'd be good if you could make a bong bong sound or a cat or you know uh, me yelling at my guide dog or something like that well that is a good point I, I'm sure that sound is not easy for a lot of people to hear no so I just thought you know even something you can find and like on a serious point of view, I guess too, is that you know some people could only may only be able to hear a certain frequency, particularly if you're getting yeah. old. Yeah, so, for sure. Okay. That's going to be one of my little feature requests to Apple. Can you just change the? Can you allow users to customize the sound a bit more? That'd be nice. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it would be that. Doesn't seem that would be a difficult change to make. But anyway, we'll see. We'll see if Apple's listening to you, David. I hope they are. Um, so let's move on to the Apple TV. It's it's getting an. Uh, uh, I, a decent update, I guess. Um, I was a little bit concerned that I didn't hear anything about updating it so that it works better with the uh, with, with the AirPods Max and spatial audio and all that and connectivity. I don't know about any of that. I hope it works better. But it, it it's it's it they're adding uh, some interesting capabilities to it so that it can adjust the color settings of your TV working along with uh, some of the sensors in your iPhone and uh, it's going to have the, the the 12 version chip which is good so it's, it's quite a quite a bump up the A12 chip uh, new Siri remote which hopefully will be nice for us to use it sounds like they're 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 pleasing people by making it easier to use visually any comments you all have on the new apple tv what do you think well i mean if my 4k goes south i'll definitely pick one of these up but for me i don't really see the need to upgrade it's very rare that i actually watch anything on 
the TV. I usually am watching Apple TV content on my phone using my AirPods Max, which is amazing. And when we do watch something on the Apple TV 4K, it works fine. It, it, I have it paired to my HomePods. We have wonderful sound. So the feature set wasn't compelling enough to, for me to be like, oh, I have to get this new one. Yeah, we probably will because we have we don't have the 4K. We have the one before that. Oh, so, okay, yeah. So we, but we don't have a TV that supports any of this fancy stuff anyway. Our TV's really <laughs> old. So, uh, um, so I don't know. I mean, it, you know, uh, the, I don't know how I can't. I didn't write. I didn't catch how how much the 64 gig one costs, but the 199, 179, okay. and 199. Okay, yeah. so not that much difference in price, but no. you know, the, the question does become with all these TVs and all these other apps being supported in various places, including Apple TV Plus, you know, it, it, is that a reasonable price? for an apple tv you can get other things cheaper i don't know i i would probably buy it because i like the interface and so forth but people have raised that question what do you think about it david i quite i actually quite liked it It was a few interesting things that made my ears pick up so the first thing i guess about the tv was i loved that feature where they said with the your iPhone, you can do the color balancing on the screen. So using your camera on your iPhone, you point the camera at your TV screen and then you can get the right color balance. And I thought, yeah. wow, really integrating technology together because they were saying that, you know, yep, you can plug your Apple TV into lots of televisions, but to get the proper picture and color balance is always very hard. So we're going to help you try and do that. And I thought that was really, really good. The Siri Touch Remote... When they were talking about that, I thought, oh, God, it's still got the trackpad. But now they were talking about, I think we're going to have a joy, a joystick-type pad as well. Yeah. So if you're playing Apple Arcade. I must say, though, my my boys that are now, you know, almost 16 and 18 this year. Oh, sorry, what am I saying? 16 and 17 and a half this year. Um, they, they've hardly ever touched the Apple TV now for gaming. It's all the PlayStation and the Xbox. I mean, yeah. They just look at the Apple TV and they go, game console? Don't think so. So they, they've just left it. So I'm not excited about that. They were talking about the you know, the A12 Bionic being fantastic for gameplay, and I thought there's not enough amazing titles that you get that you can get on the PlayStation and the Xbox that are available on the Apple TV. So I thought as far as my family's concerned, that's not going to happen. Um, I've already got two 4K Apple TVs in my house already anyway, so I don't need another 4K uh, box. Right. The the other thing about the Siri remote, which caught my attention a little bit, was the fact that the Siri buttons on the side, like on your iPhone. Um, so I thought that's not a bad feature. But I just thought at the end of the day, all the the updates into the Apple TV, there's not enough in there. And like you, I was hanging out for the AirPods Max spatial audio, and that didn't happen. So. I think that would have probably been the only thing that would have went, oh, can I sort of slide in another Apple TV? Yeah. But besides that, no. I'm hoping that, that there's some audio stuff in there that just wasn't mentioned, but we don't know yet. So, yeah, that's it for the Apple TV, and uh, we'll see how that how that goes as the summer goes on. I don't know if there's a new one in my future or not yet. So now we move on to the Mac, which is definitely 
my wife has informed me in my future because she has decided that that she doesn't look as beautiful as she needs to look on her 2013 iMac because of its lousy camera, even though our son did give her a, a replace a USB camera to replace it. Still, she's ready for one of these new Macs if they announced a new iMac. And they absolutely did with the M1 chip. It's a completely redesigned iMac. It seems like with, with really great uh, with a really great display, 24 inch as opposed to 21 inch, different design, complete glass all, all the way on the front. It, it just sounds like it is beautiful on the outside, seven different colors, um, and it, it's fabulous on the inside with the M1 chip. And so it just looks like it is going to be a fabulous new machine and they were really able to redesign it so differently because the motherboard takes up so much space with the m1 than it than the earlier intel motherboard did so i'm honestly pretty excited about this new imac what do you all think i really think that this was the natural progression of where they needed to go with this so i was pleased to see it um, again, I'm going to personally pass on it because I just love my love my M1 MacBook Pro. I'm on it right now. And uh, I don't I don't see how an iMac would realistically fit into my workflow right now. But I was glad to see that they're moving forward and putting the M1 chip in more things. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the thing that caught my attention about the, the Macs, I mean, they really do upgrade them extremely well. I mean, our iMac's probably only about... Um, it's about two years old now, so it's still doing its its job quite nicely. But I like the fact about with the um, the M1 chip because it's a smaller logic board. Uh, they were actually saying it's now really, really ultra thin. I can't believe that if the processor is not churning away, which mainly doesn't with the M1 chip, they were saying that the actual machine will only produce about ten uh, decibels of sound, which is actually extremely quiet. Yeah. Uh, those colors, I think there was the cheaper version that had four different colors and the more expensive version had the, the seven different colors. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think if we're looking for a Mac now, because my wife's into um, card making and stamping and all that sort of stuff, I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, she, if we were looking for a new Mac, the, the color of the back of the iMac would be very important because like they were saying in the video, that's the first thing you half the time see when you walk into a room, yeah. depending on the, the Mac's place. So that was exciting. The other thing that I, that caught my attention, and I'm assuming hopefully there's no reason why it can't work on other Macs that don't have a built-in keyboard like the MacBook uh, laptops, was the fact that the Magic Keyboard will now have a Touch ID in it. And I thought that's very exciting. So um, I'm going to email my contacts at uh, Apple today in Australia and say, you know when they announced those really nice new keyboards for the iMac, please tell me that I can use it on my 2019 iMac because I really want one of those keyboards because our whole house, our all Macs in our house have Touch ID. Um, you know, Ellen's, Ellen's MacBook, my son's, uh, my two ones currently sitting in front of me, I mean, they've all got Touch ID. And I just thought that's just a, a lovely progression for being able to use Touch ID because my wife has got some hand issues due to neuropathy. 
and she hardly ever type, has to type a password into her MacBook. And I thought that would make it so much easier for her on the iMac. All she has to do now is just put a finger on the Touch ID and then just unlock the Mac and make it so much easier. Oh, excuse me. Yeah, but I don't know yep. uh, that, that the keyboard alone is all you need. I suspect you need some goodies inside the Mac itself to to recognize Touch ID. I know. That's why that's what I'm 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 not hoping for in some ways. So I'll find out today and we'll see what happens. But yeah. Yeah. That would be nice if, if it if it would. I mean, especially a, a, an iMac that new, twenty nineteen. It would be nice if that could support it. And that is going to be nice having Touch ID. Uh, they also mentioned, and I didn't know if Apple would mention this themselves, but they mentioned that you can run iPhone apps on the new iMac, and they specifically mentioned Headspace, which I'm kind of into at the moment because I'm getting into more into meditation and so forth. So you can sit at your new iMac and meditate if you want to. Uh, continuity works great between iPhone and iMac, which it, it has for a while, but they especially said works r- really great with this one. Four USB-C ports, a uh, new magnetic power connector, um, which... <laughs> say again? With Ethernet. It had the Ethernet cable built into the power cord. Exactly. Yeah. Ethernet, Ethernet built into the cool. power cord. Um, and so that's pretty much it for oh, actually 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 what we didn't mention was the like you said about the uh, your, your wife and the camera the 10 megapixel camera that's actually very important for video conferencing these days oh yeah great um, point it's going to have the three mic array for spatial uh, for for doing better sound recordings and video and then they mentioned the uh six speaker subwoofer and tweeter with spatial audio now so that if you want to play really, really, really cool sound and music on your iMac, you're going to get beautiful audio coming out of your Mac as well. So I thought that's really lovely because the only regret I've got about with my M1 MacBook Pro is the sound out of it has never sounded as, as good as when I had a, um, a MacBook Pro 16-inch for a while. Yes. Yeah, there's and nothing that sounds as great at this point as that 16-inch. No. Mm-hmm. And I'm just wondering because that was spatial audio, and I'm just wondering if that's what the new iMac sounds like. Because if I could afford it, the only reason I get a 16 Mac now is purely for the sound. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm betting the new iMac will sound like that. Mm. Yeah, I'll be surprised if it doesn't. Yeah, I've, I'm recording this podcast on one of those 16 inch MacBook Pros, and I love the sound of it. Yeah, right. but but you know it, it's it's. It's not. It's no M1. <laughs> even yeah. even even with the 32 gigs of RAM I have in it, it's still. I still get busy when I bring up Twitterific sometimes. So, um, so um, yeah. Well, thanks for bringing those things up. I, I'm glad we didn't leave those out because the camera and the audio really is important. I, I suspect that this will just be an ideal desktop for things like Zoom and and video conferencing. Oh yeah. With those yeah, microphones and that camera, that it's gonna. I think it's gonna be great for that. That's always been the issue with video conferencing because you really want. I guess we do live in a side of world, so you know if you're blind, basically deal with it. But I mean, the fact that people people love to see things, probably, and if you can show your loved ones, you know, your your grandchildren's, fa- you know, famous creation that they've just drawn, or some pottery that you might have just created. Um, all the other stuff in your room, blah, blah, blah. Then I think that's really good. So 
again, because my wife does you know, YouTube videos for her crafting, I could just imagine if she ever got a Mac, I wouldn't be surprised if that turned into her main broadcasting machine because she then would just get spectacular videos um, when she does the crafting stuff. So, yeah, so I, I, I've, I've, I've got to stop thinking about the iMacs and think, oh, maybe we can get a new one. But, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah we well, you can because uh, at least in the U.S., they're going to start at only twelve ninety nine, which is just mm-hmm. pocket change for you. I know you have to add a thousand or two or three for <laughs> Australia, but <laughs> but even so, twelve ninety nine for the four colors and fourteen ninety nine for seven colors. That's quite reasonable, and I imagine the specs and the base model because yeah. it's an iMac are probably pretty impressive. Yeah, I, I'm looking forward to seeing what you know RAM and and on that kind of stuff, and and yeah. especially SSD size. Mm-hmm. I, I'm pretty sure that I won't get away with the. 1499 one because my wife will need a larger SSD than that. But let's keep in mind with the M1 chip. I mean, you really don't need that. If you're not doing massive math stuff, you really don't need, you know, 16 gig most of the time anyway. I mean, the I've got a, I think my Pro M1 is 16 gigs. My Air M1's got eight, and so is the Mac Mini. Um, you know, most of the time they just chug along quite nicely yeah i think i would spend it on ssd rather than ram because i i like you but i put 16 gigs in my macbook air m1 and really don't need that much probably yeah, for sure same with my pro mm-hmm. so let's move on to the final item which is the ipad pro and surprisingly at least i was a bit surprised it it has the m1 chip also so Eight cores, fifty uh, percent jump from in speed from the very first iPad, uh, eight core GPU, and with the graphics capabilities, fifteen hundred times faster than the very first iPad. According to uh, Apple, anyway, this is going to be great for gaming. So, David, maybe your boys will just jump right off those gaming consoles. Onto a new iPad Pro. I don't know. Um, and um, so, uh, four speakers again. I'm imagining pretty good audio. Uh, the the USB C ports are going to be also Thunderbolt, and I I, um, I think there are four of them. Although I could be wrong about that on the iPad Pro. I wrote down yeah. four. Um, they're they're going to feature um, 5G if you get the uh, the what, what didn't we used to call that the 3G version what what are they, what are the iPads with cellular called anymore yeah the anyway. cellular yeah they're anyway, just called the, cellular the cellular okay, so, model yeah so the cellular iPads are going to have 5G yeah. now uh, they're going to support uh, MM wave multimeter wave in in the US I don't I don't guess it's available other places yet. Uh, advance the uh, cameras. Um, they're going to have uh, uh, studio quality microphones. They're going to contain a LiDAR scanner, um, a new ultra wide camera um, view that it, it sounds like it's going to be pretty interesting called Center Stage. It's going to pan as you move around. So I guess that'll be good. You can take it to your you know family reunion and get everybody right in, in the photograph there. What do you all think about this new iPad Pro? 
I mean, it sounds very nice. And again, it sounds like a logical upgrade. I know I sound like I wasn't as excited about this event and in some ways I wasn't, but um, it's a good, it's a good iPad upgrade. I, I personally, anytime I've had an iPad, I've ended up getting rid of it because I just haven't found a, a use case, enough of a use case for it to keep me using it and to justify keeping it. But yeah. um, it sounds like a very nice, nice upgrade. And I think that especially for content creators and, and gamers, I know they were showing reporters using it. Um, I think it's going to be great. It's just Apple doing what it always does is just moving yeah. forward with sensible yes. upgrades. One thing they, they uh, showed on a video was someone, I guess, playing a song on a piano and the iPad immediately creating the musical notation for that song. I thought that was pretty cool. If, if, if an that app, was pretty cool. If an app can do that, that's kind of exciting. So, yeah. David, what do, you, what do you think? Well, what interested me about the 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 iPad Pro was the fact that um, it, they, I think they said the, the 11 inch and 12.9 was slightly different. So with the 12.9, you had the better screen. I think it was some sort of was it liquid high definition something. Um, so that was going to be a higher resolution screen. Um, I mean, the fact that what I like about the iPad Pro, at least the new ones, besides the LiDAR scanner now, is the fact that you can actually charge your iPhone off the iPad. So um, I've still got the original 12.9 iPad um, that I've had now for quite a long time. So you know, if I was going to up update that, uh, and I'm just waiting for my uh, wife's iPad 12.9 to pass away, then I can go, hey, look, we can update to the new one now. So um, so yeah, so I'm, 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 I've got my 12.9 actually right next to me here, and I just thought, can't you just sort of maybe stop working when you feel like it fall into the sink accident yeah, yeah. <laughs> my dog bites it or does something to it there you go stop <laughs> yeah. being so efficient and productive yeah you know I, I'm, I, I guess I'm like Allison I'm not a real iPad person uh, Vicky is definitely a huge fan of the iPad and she has the uh, uh, 11, what is it? Is it 11.9 uh, inch, uh, the small iPad Pro? 11, 11, yeah, she's had it for a few years. And uh, so I don't know if she'll be in the market for a new iPad real soon, but it, it does seem like a very nice upgrade. And that's what I would kind of say about this whole event is it, it, mm -hmm. it it's kind of what I expected, but in yeah. a good way. Um, yeah, I'm especially happy, obviously, about the new iMac because um, Vicky really does want a new one, and 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 hers is starting to show its age, even though it still works well. But it's 2013, I believe. So I mean, she's had it for quite a while. You know, she's gotten good good years out of it. So we'll be unboxing one of those new iMacs here sometime this summer, and that's going to be fun. Yeah, yeah. I mean. The, the, the thing that I was disappointed, though, there was no mention about the iPad mini. Yeah. And I just thought, I don't know whether Apple's, I mean, now that you've really got the 11-inch, which is quite small, it's not that big, and the 12.9, I'm just wondering if the iPad mini maybe is going to go away the same way that the iPod Touch is <laughs> probably going to go away or has gone away. I wouldn't uh, be surprised. 
but yeah, I wouldn't so, be surprised either. No, because I just thought maybe depending on numbers and you know what they sell, that might be going. The other thing that was interesting that they didn't mention, and I just saw it on Twitter after the event, was they didn't mention anything about when iOS 14.5 was coming out. Yeah, or all the iOSs were coming out for you know the watch and Apple TV and so on. And I believe it's as we do the show this week, it's next week that uh, all the updates will be coming out. So that's also going to be interesting because I think overall, I think most of the pre-orders, weren't they, are going to be at the end of this month. Um, I think the air tags were going to be in pre-order this Something is going on with iOS 14.5. They're working on something because it, this this has been in beta for a very long time. Oh, yeah, forever. Mm. Yeah. So that, that is surprising um, that they didn't mention it. I, I was hoping they would tell us when. Uh, Tim Cook did say recently on an interview with Kara Swisher that 14.5 will be out within a few weeks. So um, they're giving themselves a little leeway there. But I, I would surely think it would be sooner than later. No, I, I, what I'm looking with with iOS 14.5, and I know it's, I mean, it's, it's probably still very important where you guys are, but here in Australia... Fact that we don't really have to wear masks anymore, but I like the fact that if you do need to wear a mask and you use an Apple Watch, you can use your Apple Watch to unlock your iPhone. So I think mm-hmm. that's a you know, pretty cool feature. So, I'm, yeah, the, I'm really well, that is going to be nice. I'm looking forward to that. And I apologize, you all. Um, I, I have the uh, sounds like lawn care inside my window now they're actually outside but they sound like they're right in here with me so it's even a bit hard for me to hear you all um so but there's nothing i can do about it at the moment so allison uh, i think you know i want to want to give you a chance to say anything you want to say sum up this event but i think i'm gonna ask that we go ahead and bring this to a close so that so that i can get rid of the lawn care noise sure i mean spring events you never quite know what you're going to get if it's going to be something big or something more incremental like this this was definitely to me a more incremental spring event but while my mind wasn't blown there were a few things that were interesting and i definitely want to check out the air tags so that's cool the good news you know it might be this one might be a little easier on your wallet yes Yeah. All right. And David, um, any any final comments? You you pretty good with this event, or how you feel about it overall? I feel quite. I feel quite happy with the event. I mean, he did say at the beginning they were going to go through some updates. So, um, you know, the only new thing really was, as Allison said, was the air tags, and the rest of it was all the the, the update stuff. So. No, I just thought it was a you know it was a good overall event. It it moved nice and quickly. Um, there wasn't too many overly done videos. It was quite entertain, entertaining. So, and you know, I, I knew that the M1 was going to come to the iPad Pro eventually anyway. Um, it's just that I keep thinking in the back of my mind, you know, will an iPad Pro end up being a Mac or will they merge together eventually? Yeah. Apple says no. Some people say yes. We'll see what happens. All right, you all, it, it, this has been a real pleasure. Thanks for being here with me to do this one. And I always enjoy these impromptu um, event podcasts. I don't do editing on them. I just publish them as quickly as I can get them out there. And so I'll get it up uh, sometime this afternoon. 
Uh, this is April 20th, I believe, although it's hard for me to keep track of which day it is anymore because um, every day is the same. But anyway, that's just my problem, I guess. You all have a good uh, good rest of your day. Thank you, David and Allison. I've enjoyed this one and we'll be back before too long. I think doing a little more uh, with Braille again next time. So this is Robert, one of the tech doctors with a very noisy leaf blower in the background, saying so long for now. And this is Allison Malloy saying bye, everyone. And this is David, who's still quite relaxed. I'm going to go and get my third third cup of coffee in the morning, because for those that really, really want to know what time it is in Australia, it's actually just about 10 past five, and it's the 21st here in Australia, just to confuse Robert completely. <laughs> See you later.